Quincy Jones show. We are back live in the doctor's office, yes, and uh, let's just rip this bandaid off, man. Because there's a lot. I mean, there's, in between Rook. sales going on, sales not going on, mm-hmm. in between people getting sued for sales being. I mean, there's yeah, like a I mean, lot. I'm, I'm gonna try I, to I don't minimize envy, yeah. all of that because we did talk some of that last week. But I'm gonna try to you know chill on that this week. And, and, and it's obviously, a lot. I, I think out the way, I just want to say our condolences, obviously. To yes. This. To the Briscoe, Briscoe family and, and this family, yeah. man. Or the, very, Pew, or the Pew family, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Just very tragic, yeah. man. And this is Quincy um, Jones Go, by the way. I'm, yeah. You know, you already know what it is. Doc Lesnar, hip-hop hybrid extraordinaire. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we could just go ahead and start with the news. I was going to start with that, uh, you know, that bit of news just because it, um, it is sad and probably yeah, the most man. recent. But, yeah, if you guys have not heard, uh, you know, current ROH tag team champion, uh, you know, Jay Briscoe, it was announced. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, you're right because they just – I didn't even think about that part. I mean, and that's pretty much, you know, that's the least important part. Yeah, exactly. Right? But, yeah, that's why I didn't even, oh, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sheesh. So, But, uh, yeah, man, on uh, the 18th of this month at 5.30 p.m., Tony Khan, he did tweet out uh, the tragic news that, uh, yeah, he, you know, Jay Briscoe was involved in a tragic car accident. Uh, it killed both drivers, um, you know, and uh, he, I believe his daughters are also in the car. One ended up needing to get surgery. One's in stable condition. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just very, you know, I don't know, just unbelievable. Um, yeah, man. You know, because a lot, you know, in a in an industry where wrestlers, I don't want to say come and go, but there's, you know, it's a bad the, stigma yeah, the, of how. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the shelf life or the mental or, 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 or um, you know, the mental demons maybe they're, they're struggling with or, you know, maybe the mental injuries they were dealing with like later on after all the chair shots or whoever, you know, depending what, you know, era you're talking about. But it's never easy to hear about news like that. Very seldom do you hear someone like went, you know, peacefully, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, but this is just very tragic. Um, you know, wrestling personalities all over: Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, even Triple H. Uh, you know, really? Yeah, you know, and and, they, and, and, I, and I think they acknowledged it on NXT as yeah, well, right? Yeah, I, I was gonna say that was one of my ups for this week. Um, you know, not to jump ahead, but just because, you know, that's a company he's never worked for. That's so what for I was them gonna, to put yeah. the the, you know, they don't they don't break fourth wall much, and acknowledge other people outside. So for them to do it for that. I kind of had to applaud that, you know. What I mean? Yeah, so, th- that's what kind of got me. I think they me. did the same thing with Brody Lee as well. Yeah, they did. I mean, obviously he did have a, a history working with them as well. Mm-hmm. Which, but yeah, I thought that was a class move by them. It just, I, I hated it be, uh, only for one reason because you're like, dude, they're arguably the more public traded company and all this stuff going on. And then yeah, you got Warner who are like, nah, yeah, no we want no parts. Show. Yeah, I'm like, damn, dude, like 
Dude, it's yeah. not even and it's I'm a non issue, yeah. bro. And I'm like, gonna jump into that as well. Uh but yeah, Sami Zayn, the Usos, uh yeah. Christopher Daniels and HB Shizzle. Uh they all paid their condolences via tweets. I saw uh, Moose but, as uh, well. A lot of yeah, people do. Yeah, like, but Seth Rollins, it's his words that I, I felt like really mm. resonated. I was just gonna share those real quick. He says, Being in the ring with Jay Briscoe got me my first ROH contract. He and Mark being so selfless helped Jimmy and, and I find her footing is uh, Jacobs, I'm guessing. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, uh, I forgot the, what this acronym stands for, but AOTF. Uh, without him, I don't know if Tyler Black could have ever been Seth Rollins. After I signed with WWE, Jay would come to the Salisbury house shows to drink beer and a hoot and holler. He loved the business. He was a great human and friend. Bigger than that, he was an absolute adoring father and, and uh, husband. And says, uh, Jay was one of those people who uh, was always legitimately happy to see you. He had a twinkle in his eye, hug waiting for me no matter how long we went without seeing each other. I'm crushed knowing that warmth is gone. My thoughts are with his family and friends. He was very special. And, uh, yeah, his daughters are 9 and 12, or not were, are 9 and 12. And I know you were explaining to me kind of the nature of the uh, accident. It seems like it was a head-on collision yeah. uh, with no real confirmation of news of why the other car went into Jay's lane. But I know you were explaining Jay also didn't wasn't wearing a seatbelt as well. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I mean, at least that's what I, I read in the report. Um, I mean – not not to even go into a whole bunch of yeah it's just two trucks on a two-way street as far as i know mm-hmm. and one of the trucks not jay's uh the other the opposing truck just veered for you know the way that they said it was for some unknown reason i'm like dude that <laughs> why are you making it sound like somebody you know what i mean it's just like you know it's just an unknown what happened they don't know what played the part and why mm-hmm. the car came over but yeah like you said it was you know, just tragic. You know I mean? Yeah, and you know it's kind of sad because you know with Tony Khan being the guy that kind of ushered in this this news, as tragic as it was, he was uh, reportedly trying to put together a tribute show, which you had just talked about was apparently blocked by Warner Media Discovery. Uh, Dave Meltzer said. Uh, the Briscoes are signed by Tony Khan, and he was unable to get them on television. If you watched tonight's show, you were expecting something, and I know a lot of people were, something akin yeah. to the Brody Lee tribute. Now, obviously, that didn't happen. There was a graphic at the start of the show. Then at the very end of the show, there was a mention by Excalibur. A lot of the guys had armbands, a lot of them, but there are not a lot of big tributes because they were not allowed by Warner Media to do one. They will be doing another tribute show, which will be when they finally do the Ring of Honor television show, which I think we talked about will probably be on the Honor Club, yeah. which he reinstated. Uh, the first show will feature a lot of Jay matches. The tribute show taped last night uh, will as well when it's all put together. I'm not sure what day uh, it'll be out, but there will be another one. And then Super Card of Honor, there will also be kind of like a memorial to Jay on that show or something to honor Jay at the Super Card of Honor show in uh, Los Angeles is what Meltzer said. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lineage of the Ring of Honor stuff that, you know, I mean, we were talking about it in our personal chat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a lot of the shows that we finally were able to go to and, you know, Briscoe's in full swing. You know what I mean? Jay yeah. Lethal and, 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 and Jay uh, Briscoe doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of – I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it remember, was a hell of a year for tag team wrestling, dude. I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, when, you, te- guys, when you guys text yeah. me, I had to compute. I saw Briscoe and I'm thinking – I'm thinking it's like, you know, Jack Jerry. I'm thinking it's, yeah. you know, but then we're like, oh, no. J- J- Wait, what? You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, oh, man. Like, and not that one more yeah, important that when than I the got other, that right? text. But yeah, it didn't sheesh. seem like a real text, like, for sure. Like, at whatsoever. No, I, I was, I was yeah, I got, and uh, I ain't going to lie to you. I was at work kind of caught up thinking about it just real. Yeah. 
Because I know we've talked it's about some of the though. some of the matches we saw him live and things that, like that. And, I mean, you know, we love tag team wrestling and the fact that he's and his his brother. You know, their brother. Uh, yeah, that's it, all. It I was, cuts a little, little. Yeah, it's always a little closer thing to mean. home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%, dude. Well, not to keep uh, on the somber note, um, you know, because I I I will start off like that, but kind of anchor it with something positive. But uh, Kevin Nash, uh, yeah, have an update, and yeah. I've been kind of worried about him because. Apparently, uh, there have been some fans who have been concerned about some comments he made recently on his podcast, and I'm just going to transcribe it as it's written. So, you know, him and uh, what's Oliver, what's his uh, first name? Let's forget. This is Sean Oliver. Sean Oliver. So Nash goes, today's week 12 that I lost my boy. Time flies when you got a gun in your mouth. I mean, time flies when you're having fun. Oliver says, don't play like that. You have guns, so you can't say those things. Nash, I can do whatever the f- I want to do as long as I, ha- I leave a note. Nash later said, every morning when I wake up, the first thing that happens is I come to the realization that instead of there being three human beings in my home, there's now two. And the third person isn't on vacation or staying with friends or is out late. He's just never coming back. And then I sit up in the bed and I have absolutely nothing I have to do. And it's like, so why am I getting out of bed? Um, You know, but to anchor that, I know you had sent me over something that, uh, you know, a post that he uh, did on his Instagram. He had gotten uh, the... uh, the YouTube the, award, the, yeah, the award for uh, reaching a hundred thousand subscribers, which was presented yeah. to Tristan specifically, his son, and um, yeah, you know who we talked about had they started reconnecting and working behind the scenes on this together on the, on the Click This podcast, and uh, Nash even said, you know, to everyone that made this possible by subscribing, thanks. I wish uh, you know he was here to see it in person. He's got a huge shit eating grin on his face right now. Congratulations, Tristan. You pushed me and said we can do this to our team. My my thanks and my love. So, yeah, I'm know. really happy that he got this because i remember when he put the the i don't want to say the plea out but the i guess you know he wanted to let people know this was not just important to him but it was important for him because it was important to his son yeah because his son believed in that definitely and to see that it, it came to fruition you know beautiful thing definitely so I'm, I'm hoping that it gives him some remedy and and you know yeah, definitely something yeah because it seems like the news may have came at a very much needed time very true you know following yeah, those man. comments you know? you know so maybe that was his son sending a little preserver down like, hey whoever you, hey whoever yeah, you, you believe know? he don't miss yeah. whoever you believe in he don't yeah. miss sometimes no. you know what i mean just but uh speaking of a company nash has uh been tethered to impact wrestling i uh, just wanted to note on uh, the uh, an addition and a re-signing uh it looks like uh santino morella uh, yeah he showed up at uh and not as his shoot name as santino morella i noticed on the titans run too uh he was at hard to kill uh the pay-per-view that was on uh uh, was the 13th of this month uh, by Impact Wrestling. And, yeah, he's uh, apparently the company's new uh, director of authority. He uh, talked about joining Impact, said, I was looking for 2023, not necessarily, but to get back out there and do something. Scott D'Amore is a habit when he gets former WWE guys. He goes and checks the trademarks. He found out that in 2021 they did not renew Santina Morella, so he jumped on it, and Impact Wrestling now owns the Morella trademark. I was trademark. just about to ask. That's mm-hmm. probably what happened. Yeah. A lot of people, right. when I came out and said I was Santina Morella, they were like, whoa, how? How is he able to use that? That was almost bigger news than me coming out, being able to use the name. It was fun not having to modify the character, just being Santino, something that I'm good at and comfortable with. And I could be Santino on the drop of a dime. I wasn't gone long enough to where nobody knows me, but I was gone long enough that it means something. It was a good balance. Timing is everything. And it was the right time. And then he comments on if he spoke with AEW or WWE. And he says, I have a good relationship with WWE and we chat sometimes. Yeah, his daughter's in uh, yeah. 
Ariana Gray said. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thing is, I'm Canadian, so to bring me in for a one-off, they have to get a work visa. Man, we're ah. gonna have to spend five G's to bring me in for one day. It really doesn't make it worth it. I had a green card. I have since relinquished my green card. With impact, I have a U.S. work visa again. I did talk to Scott in the beginning. I said one of the only things I ask is when my daughter is able to be called up. I like to do something in the ring with her, and he's totally cool with that. AW, I've been to a couple of shows backstage. A lot of friends. So many guys I admire. I've worked with uh, in WWE. My life is so perfectly balanced right now, and I can't. Get gamble that so to go on the road for 50 weeks a year even if it's for one day the booker t schedule where i fly in do commentary fly home that's still every week i really like this schedule so and then uh good for him though yeah definitely and in terms of the resigning uh of sorts it's uh frankie kazarian he also showed i, up I was gonna i, I was yeah. gonna bring that up because i, I I didn't know if there was maybe a little bit of truth to the promo he cut. Yeah, because a lot of people are trying to figure out, is it to, is he talking about the Bucks? Is he talking about SCU? Or is he talking about the locker room as a whole? Is it even yeah. a shoot? Is it, is it know, all, yeah. is, it, is it him with permission saying this stuff? You know what I mean? Just blurring the lines, I mean, to get people. I mean, because you got to admit, like, if Kazarian's coming back to Impact, you want to know what's going on. And then, yeah. And then if he says something like that, okay, now there's more eyes drawn on whatever he's doing when, on his return, right? So. Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. Yeah, apparently, you know, he he showed up at the same pay per view and uh, one of you know cut a promo. He basically announced that he had quit AEW to come, you know, amicably. It sounded like to come over to Impact full time. Uh, but it was just one of those quotes he uh, that was spotlighted that said i was surrounded by strangers i thought were my friends and something just didn't seem right um which you know but it's being the word backstage was that kazarian pretty much told the truth about the whole situation but uh, you know i don't that's very subjective depending on if you're able to transcribe what happened because you know there's those who think they know and there's those who are actually there you know so but according to pw insider uh he had a 40 minute plus match with josh alexander uh, in late 2022, and after that, uh, that's when he asked AEW to be released, and it was granted. Uh, it was a completely uh, amicable situation based around Kazarian wanting to push himself harder as he's getting closer to the latter point of his career, that an impact he had a chance to be more in the mix than he'd likely be able to get the opportunity to do so in AEW. So, Very true. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, and it's yeah. being said that uh, uh, he did business the right way on the way out, you know, because I, I think his think last so. match yeah. was uh, he put over Takeshita on a uh, was it June? Not June. I'm sorry. Why did I say June? December 26th edition of uh, AW uh, Dark. I so, mean, if but, so, uh, if you were to say June, nobody would have batted. They're like, yeah, it's probably yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, but that that speaks to his his cause, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, because I did see. Yeah, I did hear you sign. So it was interesting. I think he had. Yeah, he had a match. I think he even went for the X Division Championship yeah, at one yeah, point, so. too. So, yeah. And then uh, finally, in terms of my other news pile, and then I'm going to jump to WWE, uh, Kota Ibushi, Ibushi, I should say. Uh, I feel like I'm always giving you updates, but he actually made some comments on his shoulder recovery and mm. on Kenny Omega. So, uh, Dark uh, Pearl Rizzo, always. Pure wrestle. Pure wrestle. There you go. Flosion. It's like it's like pure re- Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot. That, yeah, you've used them before. Go ahead. Yeah, they've been uh, talking to Cody lately. And uh, so this is some transcripts. Basically, he asked, will we see the Golden Lovers return this year? He says, I guess it depends on the current unstable WWE situation and other factors regarding that. But not while Kenny Omega is currently continuing to rise in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Will he drop the belt and go to AEW or where? Neither he nor I know. One thing I do know is that, one, I will be back. Two, how much can I move? Move. Three, I don't know if it'll be this year, but I have a picture of it in my mind in the near future as much as possible. Actually, so I hope uh, Golden Lover fans will wait for me. That's about all I can say. 
Uh, he says, should Kenny continue to appear for New Japan once he loses the belts? And I don't think we're going to be able to wrestle together because, you know, he's, uh, you know, the uh, U.S. champion, the United States champion for New Japan. Uh, yeah. He says, however, he should be under a contract with AEW. That would give him more freedom. So I think depending on when it's timing and my timing overlap, then there's a possibility that we will tag. So hmm. uh, he says there's still more problems with that, and I still don't want to tag with him if it's not the right situation to do so because the team with him is more special to me than anything. I think it will finally take shape once the time uh, we should wrestle together. The conditions under which we should are, respect, are respectful. Uh, conditions and all that will come together the right way. So uh, he also talked about he's had – 40 about roughly 40 competition offers to sign including international companies i i, uh, I don't <laughs> he says he's well in need of a manager and he named hangman page as a highly desired stable mate and as an opponent for a singles match which i would love to see yeah and then he actually uh let uh them show some footage of him sparring with gloves on in the ring uh, basically to show that, you know, where his uh, recovery is with his shoulder. He says, quote, my shoulder is 90% uh, on the comeback. So If he's throwing a punch, then yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I thought that was interesting because I've never thought about guys with shoulder injuries doing sparring as a way to, to yeah, exercise. That's what that, I but was it does make too. sense. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you don't want the muscle to lock up. And, I, I you know, I'm, I'm probably coming off like I don't know what the hell I'm talking no, about. No, no. But, but, I mean, yeah, just – I remember I, I had a swollen shoulder that one time. You guys had to give me some of that. Uh, oh yeah, that that, that freeze, freeze stuff, yeah. and I was like, man, I had real limited mobility. So or, I can, yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, no, that's what I got for the uh, other side of news. I'm gonna go to the WWE side, just a few little things, and of course, I got a Vince WWE sale update, and then uh, we'll get into review, my dude. But uh, Cody Rhodes update. Uh, you know, we all saw the vignette go out as confirmation he will be returning at the Royal Rumble uh, this past Monday. Um, but it appears that he was spotted ahead of this vignette uh, by uh, a ref- uh, or at training at the PC, I should say, per a, a Fightful Select report. They added he handpicked NXT talents Carmelo Hayes and Joe Gacy as his training partners as he's uh, reportedly factored into this year's WrestleMania plans, which I have no doubt about and hope uh, I'm there on the right night to see uh, whatever culminates for him. I, I just want to sing that song again. I haven't been able to sing that song seriously and live. Ooh, that'd, yeah. that'd be fun. Moving Whoa! on, moving on along with uh, returns. Uh, sanity update uh, with Nikki Cross seemingly reverting back to her NXT gimmick, uh, and then Killian Dane is being—he's still a free agent at this point. And of course, reports of uh, Eric Young finishing up with Impact Wrestling. You guys know it's been heavily rumored that Sanity might be the next NXT act to be brought back to WWE television. And despite zero confirmation, uh, there's been a little bit more gas on the speculated fire as the fourth former stablemate Alexander Wolf, who now wrestles as uh, Axel Fisher recently told the 10 count podcast that he quote is aware of the rumors and to never say never. <laughs> so, you know what that it, means in wrestling? That means uh, that's how you, the, keep, you keep yourself. It's going to take yeah. one nice size bag. No, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, that's pretty good though. Yeah, uh, and then uh, one more return update. Matt Riddle appears he uh, might be returning soon to WWE television. I wouldn't doubt if it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be the Rumble. You know, it being like, uh, was it next week, uh, next Saturday? Uh, as the six week period that he was originally written out for, uh, you know, they wrote him off, wrote him off with a uh, injury angle, but obviously he had to attend a rehabilitation following a failed drug test uh, that has now expired. He recently posted how happy he is to be back home with his family uh, on social media while uh, WWE actually wish him a happy birthday uh via twitter so it looks like he's not on the outs with them right now they're wishing him happy birthday i did see that too Mm -hmm. so i was like i don't know Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, some possible uh, mania plans. <laughs> They're like, been... no, nothing's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, uh, we talked about John Cena possible or possible John Cena plans. Uh, you know, Wrestle News Co. had talked about loose plans that may involve Cena in theory, or maybe Cena going against Logan Paul, because Logan Paul's been shooting that shot for a while. Though it's worth noting that Paul's initial injury report of, you know, torn ligaments and all that was actually overstated. Uh, his brother had since I didn't know that had since came out and said, no, it's not that bad, but he did get hurt, you know, uh, you know, after the crown jewel match against Roman Reigns. Uh, but Sean Ross Sapp has said, quote, we haven't heard any solid details on the plan. But as of last week, WWE was hoping to have Logan train for an upcoming match. We can confirm they've at least inquired about it. But it seems that, uh, you know, Cena's match uh, against um uh, well, you know, he was in that tag match not too long ago. Uh, was it the Bloodline, I believe, with Roman uh, and with Sammy? Ke- Kevin Owens? Yeah. yeah. By the way, that laugh Roman did it was crazy. <laughs> that dude turned into a psycho, dude. Well, it's weird, but it's I, good. Like everybody like, was saying that he shot on Kevin Owens in that match as a, as a receipt for getting slapped in the ear. I thought he already got that receipt. But that's what's weird. I'm like, I'm like, you know, everyone was sending this footage of. I'm like, bro, you can't even see anything. It's like his back, like Kevin Owens' back is to the camera, and you just see, you know, Roman just doing this. But I'm like. That, I mean, that doesn't mean he's really punching him. He yeah. can't really, you know what I mean? I don't know. That could be anything, yeah. That's why I said, I feel like if a lot of people are making a big deal about it. I'm like, this really proves nothing. Give me another camera view, and then yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. But. I feel you. Well, that match took place on December 30th uh, on uh, SmackDown, and that was in Tampa Bay, and coincidentally, there was a Raw live event going on at the same on the same date in Toronto, Canada, that had the main event slated to be Austin Theory defending his U.S. title against Seth Rollins. But at the last minute, he was pulled from that show and flown to Tampa Bay reportedly to film a segment uh, with John Cena. So it's looking like it's leaning towards that side of the coin. And I'll be honest, that makes way more sense to me than him versus Logan Paul. Like, if if Cena comes back to do a Mania match, I would want him to do something more meaningful than go against a celebrity that picked up the sport, you know, fast. You know, quicker than most people. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like I harp on it too much, but I just feel like it makes it seem like it's way too easy of yeah. a go-to move for the when when these guys either you know they they bet all their money on them not getting hurt in the NFL and then they blow their knee out and then they can't get you know they can't play nowhere so they're like oh fuck it I'm just gonna go wrestle mm. like you know stuff like that or people who. I don't know. It's like the Ronda Rousey's of the world who like I'm just gonna leave because I lost the one time and I'm just gonna go pick up wrestling. It's like. Don't you guys make it look like it's it's not that easy. Like stop yeah. making this the go to retirement spot. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I just don't like yeah, the. No, I, I don't I, like. I, I don't it, enjoy it, the rub. Yeah, it feels like a. You know what? I'm gonna get a quick payday. But Logan Paul did it different. I have to say, I got a different. Uh, but if they were from, smart, they would go Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. That'd be cool because then you could just give them. But that's a lot of money. Up. That's a lot of money in one match. Yeah, I, well, then they need to figure it out. Because I mean, that's the thing. You, you, you know, I think they, it's. I mean, you seen them sets? They could, they they could scale back hold the up, set dude. a little Hold bit. up, dude, because he just got F5'd out the ring and shit, like, like in out the Royal Rumble. Right. Brock versus uh, Bad Bunny. No, no, but what I'm saying is I'm like, like if they put him in there with Brock and Royal Rumble, they ain't worried about him and Logan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no, very you, you know true. what I'm saying? Very so, true. like, if anyone was going to hurt him, that's like when I heard about Brian Cage in the ring with 
Danielson next week. I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, is that happening? Oh, <laughs> More on that later. It's a good segment. Oh, though. okay, for sure. Uh, I just got two more stories. One, a longtime WWE employee is gone from the company. Adam Hopkins, he was the uh, vice president of communications with WWE, apparently exited the company last week, and it has a lot of people with a general consensus of WTF, as uh, one person described it as the equivalent of Howard Finkel exiting. Rest in power to uh, Howard Finkel. And uh, but apparently he's, I think, was the guy that uh, organized uh, you know, the press and media stuff. Uh, we, we had Sean Ross up. He said, Fightful has learned that WWE's vice president of communications, Adam Hopkins, is out of the company after over 25 years. He worked in a variety of roles and was a point of contact for a leave? lot of us in the media. No, I've heard he was forced out, is what it sounded uh, like. That's why, that's yeah, why I heard there. he was released like two weeks ago, but this is like the former, formal, like, re- you know. But uh, Sean Ross said, there was a lot of that Adam Hopkins is responsible for that you haven't seen him credited for. He was very good at his job, and it's hard to believe he won't be in high demand. A huge thank you to uh, for all the interviews, junkets, and events he helped arrange. And then uh, Denise Salcedo also wrote, I've known Adam Hopkins for years now. He is truly one of the best PR people out there. He did a phenomenal job, treated all members of the media with respect. With his vast amount of experience and knowledge in this space, he would be an incredible addition to any company. So... A better, get, I mean, and, and let me just say this: it's not just about AW wanting to scoop them because no. they they gotta hit them with a resume too. Yeah, no, so, for sure, definitely, you know? definitely. Hey. And uh, finally, uh, latest on this WWE sale and Vince return situation. Obviously, with the return of Vince to the board and the uh, recent resignation of Stephanie McMahon, and of course the recent rumors we were trying to decipher last week with the Saudi Arabia stuff. Um, it's been reported by Dave Meltzer that a lot of WWE talents, needless to say, are nervous due to Vince's very different creative outlook than to Triple H. Uh, he says, despite uh, oh, I just huh? Okay, I must have missed the missed the actual quote, but. Basically, everyone, you know, I think it goes without saying. Triple H has his guys, um, and they're usually Angle. guys that Vince does not see potential in, you know. But that's that, and that's one of the like just main differences for sure is that I think Triple H is down to put time in guys that he can see something out of that he can, you know, not just push in terms of on the card, but push to be something better. You know what I mean? And Vince will just be like, "Nap, I didn't like that." We're cutting bait, you know, and I Where's get Cross's mask? Every fucking Why is Omas talking? <laughs> like just everything he fucked up before is like Why is Bray back? That's probably what fucking broke him. He's like, I'm so sick of this motherfucker on TV. Uncle Howdy stupid bullshit. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Uncle Uncle Howdy sounds like something he would say oh i say but he would he would um that he would come up with like like that name 100 percent, totally seems like something within the realm of his <laughs> oh man anyway so uh but just moving on uh you know, despite reports emerging that Vince has already started giving suggestions to departments that he feels are, quote, doing things wrong. And uh, there's a reported feeling backstage that Vince wants to return to TV soon to garner a, quote, big reaction. But Triple H recently held a talent oh, meeting. Hell no. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You nigga, I'm sorry. Let me excuse myself. This guy, <laughs> this man, mm-hmm. yep. this egomaniac is just that. Like, bro, what do you need to stroke your ego for? I need to know how much they hate me. No, like, I think it's more hell? of he wants to know that he was missed. That's what I think it Ain't is. Ain't nobody miss you, dog. I mean, but it goes to show because we can love you from afar. Uh, here, here's the quote. He says, Vince has a very different eye and mind for talent than Paul, and there's a lot of guys uh, there that Paul sees something in that Vince doesn't. 
which is pretty much yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people already thinking that some people are going to be back on the chopping block once he gets his way. Yeah. Well, Triple H reportedly has been, you know, he had I a, heard a about talent that. meeting yeah. ahead of Raw, reiterating he quote firmly is still leading creative. Uh, for the company, though, it should be noted, Steph kind of had meetings similarly echoing those sentiments before she ended up resigning. So a lot of people be saying, yeah, but it seems like the more they keep saying it's all OK, nothing's going to nothing's going to happen. And then that person's gone, you know, and it's Jeez. just kind of this thing. So but uh, Nick Khan was recently on the Ringer podcast hosted by Bill Simmons and um yeah, very I heard interesting he, comments to say on you know the. Yeah, I heard he shot, they say he low key shot on on this man in the in the cells. What they're saying, but I don't know in what I, capacity. Uh, yeah, well, this is what got me was. Also, it wasn't heard, that long that we talked about the two new allegations that came up in just in December, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're describing them as hurdles to get past. Oh, that's so. I wasn't a fan of that, but this is what he said about Ben sleeping. He says, um. My thought was that there's only one boss in the company, and that ain't me. I think it was always my point of view and Stephanie's point of view that he would come back. He says, you know, when he stepped down, anyone who believed that uh, that was permanent doesn't know him. That was never going to happen, and I'm appreciative of the fact that he gave it five, six months, let the dust settle a little bit, then came back in the way that he's come back. Uh, In regards to the Saudi Arabia sale, he says it's 100% fake, 100% made-up reports. And uh, in regards to whether we can see Vince on TV soon, despite, you know, what I just talked about, he says, not at this moment. Uh, no is the answer to that question. Could it change in a few months? Sure, it could change. But that would be Paul and Vince being on the same page about it. I don't see it right now. And the only thing I will say is interesting for him to say, I always assumed he'd be back. You know, I never thought it was permanent. But you got to realize like when he sent that letter out and they were like, yeah, nah, we're cool. Yeah. He was part of that decision, so that's what's kind of weird to say that now. It feels like you're kind of reshuffling the deck a little bit, but you know, whatever. But that's the news, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the only thing I uh, added to that is Tony Khan was quoted as confirming interest. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I I had that quote too. I totally forgot to bring that up, but yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Um, He, you know, (laughs) it just takes me back to the I'm not taking a shit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit. I'm yeah, just yeah, not going to yeah, sit back and take this I'm fucking a, shit. Yeah, I'm going to buy this shit. And then, and then, and then he, I just remember that scene of him during that scrum, and then he's just looking around like, "Who else has a fucking question?" Yeah, yeah. Who is, <laughs> is this Fight Club or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had that. Who, <laughs> who else wants it? He says, "I am interested in the news like, that there is potentially down. a sale process. And certainly, <laughs> I, I think we've shown when there are acquisitions and transactions, we're capable of making the big purchases. AEW is my main focus, but certainly when that news is out there, it's very interesting. So stay tuned to AEW Dynamite and stay tuned to AEW Rampage. You never know when I'm going to address something. Which, of course, is like it sounded interesting. Then it's like, oh, okay, go ahead and plug your promote your promotion. <laughs> it says two cons. <laughs> yeah, I'm like." No, we said that already, and probably a thousand other people before this is even yeah. a reality. But yeah, all right, that's the news, man. Well, yeah. uh, did you want to go into NXT? Uh, yeah, I can if you'd like me to, or uh, we could take a break. It's totally up to you. Um, you know, I have I have less. I'll put it this way: I have less lows than highs this week, but we'll see. <laughs> you mean you have more highs than lows? More, uh, uh, yeah, more highs than lows. There you go. But I said, oh, I said it the other way. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, is that? Is I mean, it's a way to say it. <laughs> it 
these are these are sentences. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, go, yeah, I can go ahead and kick it off. If you so want. I, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. I, yeah, we still got a little time before we have to hit a break. Oh, there we go. So tag team match, we had the Carmelo, uh, Hayes, and Trick. They went against uh, Apollo Cruz and Axiom. Uh, you know, they did a beat. Uh, I believe it was Apollo Cruz that won with a roll up. But here are my highs: double clothesline spot. Uh, did its best to sell the explosives, who, explosiveness who, of the who match. Who? This is a. Uh, Apollo and 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 Hayes did it. Oh oh oh, oh double knockdown. You mean? Yeah yeah okay, yeah, okay. that double crossbody knockdown. Okay, spot, right? yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. you're talking about like a double t- double tag team. Yeah, clothesline. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, no. And, and then uh, there's this. Uh, uh, was it the uh, Mello at one point caught Axiom's pump kick mm. and then like redirected it and hit it in Apollo's face. Ah, uh, okay. And I think it was good because it, it was used to more put over Hayes' in-ring IQ than it was to be like, oh, malfunction at the junction. Like, mm. these guys aren't a regular team type of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? So Yeah, because I, I usually see that spot with the Bucks. Like, when, when yeah. Nick will go in for a super kick, they catch it, and then they, they throw an EK. I remember the Matt. first time I saw that spot, I thought that was cool as fuck. And then when you see it, like, over, 20 all, times, yeah. like or at least, like, let's say, eight times a year, you're like, mm. and it's the same guys that yeah. do it. You're like, learn, damn it. No. Yeah, but uh, Lowe's would be Booker giving all credit to Hayes and Trick as competitors. Yet, my right? goodness! But but then he then he like because when they come out, he's pouring it on, and then when Axiom comes out, he calls him a special talent. And it's like you can't. How are you doing both? You can't do both if you're going to be the heel yes. commentator. So that was low for me. There was a point in the match where these guys did these stereo multiple German suplexes, and it just seemed like the heels were just sitting there waiting for the spot to end so they uh, could hit their cue. Okay. So it wasn't Matt, wasn't like uh, a big fan of that. And then Vic referred to Apollo as a five-tool player, and it's just like y'all keep taking these nicknames from guys in that, AEW. I'm not gonna lie, that's not the first time he said it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said it probably. So maybe because I'm, I haven't done. No, the show no, no, no. But yeah. even then, he still took it. Yeah, that's how I felt. I just didn't bring it up. Yeah, you, you just found out like probably two weeks after I brought it. I would have brought it up. And I'll, and <laughs> like, I'll say, know. although the matchup did seem exciting on paper, I don't believe it lived up to fan expectation. Especially, it was like a dusty schoolboy finish. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. or, you know what I mean? And then there was this thing they had later um, on in the night where they, it was a parking lot. Uh, exchange where basically Apollo was trying to like get in his face and be like, man, like, don't you hate when things don't, you know, when the visions don't pan out? And uh. he goes, man, like, I need to do a, like, uh, 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 this calls for a celebration. Hey, I, I gotta get my hair cut. You know, a good barber? <laughs> you know, and it just seems so corny. Yeah. Like, just, you know, at best, you know, and then like Trick saved by going, he ain't got no hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like Trick being Trick. You know, but it was just kind of like, why did you even film it? Because it was like, not like there was anything going on in the background. It just was like, so is like, there nobody a celebration got atta- next week? Nobody got what? attacked. Like, nobody, yeah, yeah. That's, hmm. Usually, hmm. yeah, it, it, it just felt like they were filling time. I don't know. It was it was really weird. Uh, I was going to say that, yeah. yeah there was a, uh, a Tony D and Stax vignette, and I like this man. Added a new direction for Stax, uh, you know, because he, he, they were on the bridge. He looked like he was going to throw them over, and he was like, well, do what you got to do. I'm going to be loyal to the end. I was like, yo, this nigga got heart. You know what I mean? But he made him a uh, underboss. And uh, that was a clever teasing of a split while breathing some new life into what I would feel is starting to become kind of a stale pairing. You know what I mean? Because I don't – if he's not chasing gold, like, and he, and he keeps chasing it and not getting it, so I don't know. Well, I mean, you know? e- even after the Legato's left, you were like, okay, what's I, – I mean, I didn't know that they were still going to even keep the crew. Yeah. You know, I know they lost one guy already, but it was like, okay, what's going to happen with these two, with the Legados not there? Like, what's the direction? Like, exactly. I mean? So, yeah, that is, you know, 
It's good for stacks because I, I I didn't really look at him as much anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Not not fair to him, but this new layer, like you said. Yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, we had a Tiffany Stratton backstage seg. Uh, she was being interviewed. They showed some footage, I guess, where she was going to her locker room. She, I guess she's not well received. And when she went to her locker room, Indy Hartwell was there and letting her know, like, no, this ain't your. You think you're too good for the roster? This is my locker room now, kind of type of thing. Now, so she be having some moments, man. They they, yeah. they, be, they be making her look good, but then they be having her like. Lose the big matches. And what I liked about it is, is when she got there, she was like, I'm here with Tiffany Stratton. And she was like, just so we know, I didn't ask for this time. So just ask your question. I was just like, <laughs> that's an unfamiliar trope that, for a character like of her type. So I like I that. Like that yeah. And uh, like I was gonna say, good to see Indy uh, sink her teeth into something while she's still in NXT, even if it is Tiffany Stratton, because I'm not really aware of what Tiffany can do in the ring, you know? She, but she, Yeah, she um, she's gotten definitely, she she's better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we had a toxic attraction and a Lyra Valkyria. Uh, there was an in ring seg that happened. Uh, I will say, I, I kind of liked, and I'm calling her Alicia Ricochet because I know they're engaged. <laughs> or maybe Alicia Shea or something. Alicia O'Shea. Yeah. So Toxic, they gave her her props for doing her job last week because they promised that they would announce the winner would be Toxic Attraction before, yeah. you know, that whole finish. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so I thought that was, you know, kind of a good little nod. Uh, Valkyria calling uh, Toxic out for needing to take care of Roxanne together rather than by themselves. I thought that was a pretty good call because I don't know much about Lyra, but she seems like she because I was like, she's in the final four. Like, why? Why is she in the final four? She I don't only know had much like about one or her. two matches before then. But, but you know what? Yeah, she, and she's in the main event. You know, because this sets yeah. up this tag match. And I felt like, you know, not to rush to that part, but I felt like her in-ring was way well put together, better than Roxy's, that, that, in my opinion. That's one thing I was I was saying in her debut is she definitely had some very well put together, like, striking that she does. Yeah. Um, Educated feet. Yeah, sure. I, I think I saw her do the, the RVD kick, the, the leg catch. Yeah. So I knew she was, you know, she could do some stuff. But, yeah, I, it just, like I said, the, it was just the entrance for me that I'm like, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's a graphics little... guy. What are you doing? Like, this yeah, they're doing so a little bad. much. I saw what they're doing with Axiom too. I was like, "Yo, take yeah, that filter dude. off. That's lame." Yeah, that ghost shit. I told yeah, you right. Like, so I'm weird. like, bro. Yeah. Uh, the lows would be though. JC believing she possessed the audacity to use Kofi Kingston's baby because she was like, "At Vengeance Day, baby." Like, literally, there's no way she didn't. Jack- and and, and they're on. Like, the sh- they were on the show. And they, I, I did watch some of. The, yeah, some of it was flat for me. Uh, and I would say just the segment as a whole felt transparent because you could tell it was being clearly used to set up a tag match you know yeah. so which is what happened uh there was a pretty cool uh diamond mine backstage segment where the creed brothers are having a brotherly dispute over who gets to get their hands on gender uh next ivy calls them out for no longer being on their a game basically and he tells them to grow a set and get back to business fucking loved it i was just like i'm trying to see the creeds that quincy used to talk about on a weekly basis like and you know then there's I mean? a knock at the door it's me damon kemp i'm sorry well, <laughs> right where's roddy but, at bro well to me because this is what's crazy is like I remember right before I passed the torch to you last year, the Creed just got on the yeah, scene. And yeah. so it's crazy to hear what how they've grown from and what you, I was reporting remember, on. No, nah, yeah. I remember reporting on them and being like, eh. And then being like, yo, these, yeah. You know, they they doing their thing, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Especially because I remember just always... I stay strapped. Yeah, <laughs> I was exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, there's a Stevie Turner vignette again this uh, this week. I was that one. Uh, I, 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 it was a cool little follow up. Uh, okay. I had to get used to it though because she kind of went back and forth, where she went and did like the reaction video style that you would that's kind of mm. popularized on 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 uh, YouTube right now. 
And so I, it was just kind of just different. But then, you know, once you zeroed in on what she was doing, you're like, OK, cool. Because she was basically reacting to the Battle Royal from last mm. week. And she kind of pointed out some things like, why did uh, Kiana uh, uh, James uh, help Fallon uh, uh, not get eliminated? And then you see like, oh, why did Electra seemingly give advice to Valentina Ferro or Ferroes or I think it's Ferroes. Yeah. yeah, which there's some, you know, follow up on that, too, because that was a That's thing, cool. too. There was a backstage thing I didn't bring up last week where she was like all sad about whatever. You know, Senga, uh, you know, turning Man. heel, I guess, yeah. or whatever. And she and she was just like, Electra's like, yo, you better get on your own, too. I've been around men my whole life, and you got to do it on your own. And we got this battle royal. So she was just kind of giving her, like, you don't got time to, like, as she said so on this show, soak around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, so it was it was kind of good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and, yeah uh, because her tag partner is also hurt. With the, she's out with a knee injury, too. So I, you Oh, know, okay. That, yeah. There you go. And, uh, yeah, and I like the little... A thing she said at the end, she's like, I'm always two levels above and two steps ahead. And then at the end, it has like stream offline, check back soon. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I like this, you know, you're being consistent with, with the gimmick. So we'll see what's up, man. Um, I mean, if it, it fits for probably the modern, you know, like you said, a lot of people are doing the, the commentary, the uh, the reaction videos yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. Very much, yeah. Uh, we get a match. So Ruka uh, taking on an. Uh, I don't know why I put Isla Dawn. <laughs> Taking on uh, Alba Fire. Alba Fire, yeah. yeah. And she actually uh, wins, man, with a Isla Dawn distraction and a Soul Snatcher. But um, there's more, you know, it's a... Very, That's what she calls it? The Soul Snatcher, yes. Uh, very fun and athletic contest between the two. They obviously have differing in-ring styles. Uh, but, uh, you know, the lows would be Vic immediately ripping the Band-Aid off of his... She's been riding a wave of momentum as of late. <laughs> you know during her entrance and oh, then i don't think you know it was weird there's this mental struggle just for barrel, royal, barrel rolling right through the yeah, exactly right exactly uh he's gonna and, say that he's gonna say that probably know. you know and then like but there was this like mental struggle alba was trying to sell of not trying to go too aggressive uh-huh. on on her like like yeah, you they know? had some sort of pep so, talk last week right before the battle royal, yeah so and, I didn't and see it kind of almost went left and then it and she's like i'm back. sorry it's not you it's yeah <laughs> it, it, it was a little weird, but I felt yeah. like it, it had that, and then both a distraction from Isla Dawn because she was like in the crow's nest, and she just—it was kind of lame. Like I'll be honest with you, she saw her, she was just staring at her, and then she just kind of walked right into the soul snatcher, like, and then she's she's like falling before she even catches her. You know, it's kind of an awkward. Uh, deal and I would say I wish the match was a little longer, but you know I just felt like that kind of scalp came way too early for us. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, so but I feel like there's a follow up because I definitely agree. there was some backstage deal uh, later where um, she's like has her bat and she's like surrounded by referees and she's kind of like choking the referee with the end of her bat. It's like I don't know what it's about, but Casey and Casey are there. You know, Katana. I don't. You know, all, all Katana the, champs, yeah, the, Caden the, the, the tag Carter. champs. They, of course, got a plug that they're the longest reigning NXT tag champs again, you know. And so she just kind of takes umbrage and says, like, I can't win the big ones. I can't. I'm trying to get gold. It's not happening. And then she's like, well, maybe I'll challenge you guys. Alba Fire, that sounds good as a tag team uh, champion, you know. And they're like, you don't even have a, a partner. And she's like, oh, I'll just take you on by, by myself. So it's like. Clearly, Soul will probably show up, Please you know, don't. or maybe Isla Dawn will play mind games or something. It's oh the only God. reason I'll get. Uh, yeah, this, it's weird. See, remember what I told you all of 2022? They don't. Alba Fire, Kaylee Ray, whatever you want to call her, she's great. Yeah, Kylie Ray. Yeah. They they just don't know what to do. how to book her. They really don't. 
and it's a shame. It it's really Kaylee, is. It's Kaylee Ray because Kylie Ray's. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Kaylee. Yeah. yeah, it's three. That's right. Uh, we had a DiJack uh, vignette where he's just basically talking about uh, his intention to go for the, uh, you know, the uh, North American. North American. But he, I just like this thing he said. I didn't return to NXT to make friends, but to collect them punitive damages. Yeah, he's I was like, damn. He's been was... doing this judgment thing. Like, yeah, he's oh, just... yeah, he's got. Yeah. Everyone says, man, he came out like looking like White Blade. <laughs> That's what everyone's <laughs> been saying because it's the glasses and the, and the coat. And then he the... Look, to me, he looks similar to the front man. I know you, you, you're not familiar with what he looks like, but uh, of uh, Judas Priest, like in terms of the glasses and the goatee and like the badass look, it's kind of fun. But I, I, think I got, he, I got a little bit of cleaner, so. cleaner uh, remnants there from from New Japan. Oh, there you go. But uh, Grayson Walla. Walla. Interview seg. Uh, they both get one. Highs on this are he has art, solid, undeniable arguments in this sit down. Definitely makes you believe he will actually be the one to dethrone Breaker at Vengeance Day. My lows is at one point Grayson says, well, I feel like a champion regardless and whips out his own clearly replica NXT title. Yeah, I heard And they that. just made him look like an idiot. And I would say almost sucked the air out of his promo before he picked the the verbiage back up. So I just that to me did him no favors. Like I, I felt like it could have tanked the whole. It would have been different if he like pinned him and the ref was out. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Or if he tapped out and yeah. the ref was out, and then you're like, dude, I really I really beat this dude. But you know what I mean? It's one another whole another thing when it's like this totally. Like I said, they shouldn't have done that spot twice. I'm yeah. so stupid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we get a. Uh, Gallus take on Briggs and Jensen. Uh, yeah, they uh, they went with that Enziguri power slam combo. I'm not sure what they call that, uh, the Gallus boys. Uh, there was a, a nice little pre-match promo as they were walking to the ring uh, that I thought was pretty well done. Uh, there was a really cool double scoop slam by Briggs and Jensen. I've never seen that. Where they yeah, they've been they've been growing a little bit more on me. Okay, yeah, got you. And at one point, Gallus removed the padding on the floor, which you don't really see that in a tag match, and it does come into play because uh, what's his name uh, gets back body dropped onto the floor. I think, is it Jensen? Which uh, uh, Bull Buchanan? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he sells the shit out of it. Man. And uh, there was an impressive, I'll Yo, say, almost a like, like, yeah, for real. There was an impressive, I would say, like Kane-esque diving clothesline by Briggs in the match. I was like, what the? You can now, get Brick, up like that? Briggs like, is a uh, he is what's the word? Um, deceptively thank you agile thank you that's yeah. exactly what i was looking for yeah, yeah. yeah. very deceptive uh lows on this though booker calling wolfgang the wrecking ball like we mm. don't know the wrecking ball is and at one point there was this uh mid-rope diving attack that wolfgang did so the guy is sitting up on the mat mm-hmm. facing like like, him. Like, like, like like undertaker style uh yeah undertaker mm-hmm. style we'll say facing him while he's on fa- the out, yeah. outside of the apron no, no, no! Facing him while he's inside okay. the rope, but on, like sit like block a blockbuster position, oh. middle rope, getting ready to jump, right? And he hits him. I don't know if it was supposed to be a diving elbow drop, but it oh. turns into like a diving hip attack, and it looked unsafe as fuck because like Wolfgang's a big dude. Yeah, and so that was. I, I, think he, I just don't like unsafe the, spots. Isn't this move the swanton like the diving swanton off the top? I do remember he he has the yeah. And, I remember um, he hit that in like the the tournament. Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, you know, there was an uh, Kiana James came down at one point, you know, to check on Jensen. And I just felt like this is too many plates spinning with this angle of like, are you trying to get revenge back on Gallus or are you trying to get a girl? Are you trying to go drink? Are you trying to get some gold? Like, what what are you guys doing? The trope they've been using with with Jensen all the time is that he's distracting. 
Yeah. Like he's not always focused. Yep. And I'm the, like, yeah, definitely. And then this is the second tag match that uses a double clothesline drop spot. Mm. Like, and that's not the last match to do it, yeah. which is annoying. So, but yeah, moving on. Uh, I'll, uh, let's see. We had uh, Chase. You had a cool little backstage seg. Um, I implore you to watch it. Uh, I mean, she's been. They, I do miss the, those, man. Yeah. Thea <laughs> Hill made me a big fan of hers. You know, last time when I saw her, she did the vignette before. Uh, what was the. What was the uh, not Vengeance Day. Or New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil, uh, which I thought was hilarious. But she's just hitting cues on those little things for her character that I, that I enjoy. Uh, Duke got caught up, I guess, by NXT Anonymous talking to another Chase U guy about Andre Chase's win-loss record and how it's not – it's, like, embarrassing them. Oh, and man. Chase, like, brought – he was like, uh, my phone's been getting blown up. And he was like, oh, why, about Thea's magic? He goes, no, about this. And he cues it up on the screen. And he was like, what, you got something to say? Say to my face. <laughs> yeah, like, nah. you know, and, and it's like <laughs> I just love how he just brings the ruckus, bro. No, nah, he, he don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, but it's a very intriguing wrinkle in this whole thing because I'm always like, yeah. can you even trust Duke really or, you know. Because that was the thing is I remember telling – kind of having to tell this story – before last year it was just like wondering where it was going to go but then i'm like yeah it's actually going like it's it's going to in a way that we're not thinking it's going to go yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so this is definitely interesting yeah and then uh booker i will say on my highs brings back chucky ducky uh because electra (laughs) appears at ringside during the match because she takes on uh Valentina for for Royce. <laughs> I got I got to remember how to say that. Yeah. Uh, she does beat her. Uh, Thea Hale gets her first win. She hits her with a snapmare driver. So uh, and she had some pretty cool. Um, she did a standing moonsault. Not too bad uh, offense by her. Uh, and then uh, at one point, the Electra followed up. You know, on the whole battle royale thing that was pointed out earlier by uh, Stevie, and she slides Valentina brass knucks during the match. She puts them on her hand, but like she goes, no, I don't want to win this way like loud and then turns to the referee and like tosses him to him. What? And the match continues. And I'm just like, man, but out of so many Eddie G spots we've seen over the years, that's so weird. It just felt weird that that didn't go into a DQ situation. So, you know, you know me, it's just consistency. And then in this match, we had another double down spot. It was in a, uh, they collided on a cross body and it's like, yo, the last match did, did that, and then the match before just did that. Like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Uh, they did have a backstage seg that I thought was good uh, for Electra. She says she's going to show her about, you know, whether you're playing by the rules or throw the rule book out. I'm going to show you how to win. Uh, you know, and she has a match with Wendy Chu next week. Um, but, yeah, commentary, paying respect to Jay Briscoe on the air. Big high for me, for sure. Uh, after that, Braun did get a sit down. Uh, he clarified he felt robbed of the satisfaction of beating Grayson. So I thought that was good. Uh, he does give credit to Waller for countering the spear with his knee. They keep calling it the knee hurt around the world. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't. I didn't think it was. Yeah. Uh, but I, I liked how he promises to win in the center of the ring, not climb over. And then uh, I thought it was crazy. It was like basically, you know, Waller's at a disgrace and he'll, you know, the day he represents NXT as champion, it'll be over his dead body. So. I, I like the contrast of how they attack that because, uh, like I said, I, I believe Grayson's going to dethrone him, but Braun really made you think, like, not today, son. So, but, uh, yep. Uh, also, uh, I was going to say, to go on the Jay Briscoe thing, I don't know if you heard, there was a segment that was planned originally with New Day having a funeral segment for Pretty Deadly. But, obviously, when the word of Briscoe's, you know, passing went, Shawn Michaels and New Day nixed the segment. Mm. So they had like some weird 
thing that just set up like this triple threat match. Yeah, I, uh, I, saw, I saw it. So yeah, I, I it didn't really do anything for anybody, but I didn't like uh, Booker burying the actual tag champs in New Day, saying, "Oh, they can they couldn't get a win in, in no, he, Raw or SmackDown, he, he, so they're here to get relevant." Yeah, again. he is not about the New Day. Yeah, he, but he's, he's 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 like anytime they come out, he he's just like totally hating on them. But it's crazy that then he'll big up pretty deadly. Like they're still my tag champs. <laughs> but I guess that's part of being a heel. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, uh, Tyler Bate, he had a match. He beat uh, Javi the body, as you said. Uh, you know, kind of an awkward finish. He tried to pick him up for the Tyler driver. And, like, honestly, he almost landed like how that guy landed on that horrible botched uh, pedigree. Ooh. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he meant to do that on purpose or I don't know, but kind, kind of scary. Uh, and then Roxy has a promo. And again, I don't know. I, it's, I don't know if she's just like high or if she's like shy, but it's like. Not conducive to her being a credible champion at all. Like she needs to figure out the vocal tone. It doesn't seem like she really. Cares. And they don't hope that that all Booker does is gush over her every freaking chance he gets. Yeah, and I was also gonna add my bad on uh, Lowe's was Braun called Waller the Chell son of NXT. He talks a bunch of trash and gets his ass kicked in every big fight he ever had. And I was like, I was kind of specific. Uh, yeah, I was like, like, are you so... bringing in Chell to manage Grayson Waller at some point or? I could see that. I don't know. And then... Uh, in the cage. One, yeah. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, man. Um, and we just get to the main event. Ro- Booker says Roxy has grace, and there's something about her that he likes, and then claims, oh, yeah, I forgot. She's one of my students, ain't she? <laughs> Me and Vic is like, yeah, yeah, how could you forget? You mention it every week. So yeah, yeah every that, chance that, you get. Yeah, yeah. I, that popped me. Uh, great double team action by both teams. Commentary played up the can they coexist layer between Gigi and JC ahead of their three-way match. At one point, uh, I, I felt like Lyra really offered more than I thought she'd be given in the match. She got educated footwork like you talked about earlier. Uh, and at one point, Corey did get involved, which I kind of predicted last week. Uh, it's kind of predictable, but it gave a reason for Lyra to leave and then kind of give fans a preview of the three-way. Um, you know, and uh, I felt like Toxic's malfunction at the junction, uh, you know, was pretty good how it led to the announcement of a woman's summit that's going to happen next week. On Lowe's, I will say, um, you know, Roxy's in-ring just seems okay. Um, and, you know, compared to Lyra, how Lyra moved in the ring and, I will say she took out JC with a Russian leg sweep and then hit her finish. And I just felt like a Russian leg sweep. Like, come on. <laughs> like, not like, like, you know, no disrespect, I, I, but like, I know a guy with a, with a Singapore cane that say different. Exactly, and, I, <laughs> and I understand that, you know, but that's, that's not what she had. But anyway, those are my highs and lows of NXT this week. Uh, you know, there were some match announcements. Uh, I guess Thea Hale's getting an award ceremony. Tiffany Stratton will take on uh, Indy okay. Hartwell. We'll see Alba Fire go for the uh, tag team, uh, the women's tag team straps against uh, Katana Chance and Casey or Caden Carter. Sorry. <laughs> it's all this Casey shit, man. Casey Cadden, Casey, Casey, Katana Casey. Chance, and all of them. <laughs> yep. Kiki Chainsaw. Casey and JoJo. Yeah, yeah, Casey and JoJo. But yeah, that was my review for NXT, and I'm sure uh, we are definitely due for a break, my dude. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to remind y'all what is going down a week from today. You should already know it was written. Well, you know what it is. We've been trying to tell these listeners to stay tuned. We've been working on something big, and it's finally here, my friend. If they've been paying attention, 
especially on social media, they kind of already know what it is. For those living under the rock, those go ahead and let them know, Quincy. Man, ladies and gentlemen, let me uh, introduce you guys to Winter Circle Pro Wrestling. I like the sound of that. Like Man, sound g- of that. Going down with our first official show debuting yes. January 27th here in Chino, California. That's a Friday. So if you ain't got nothing else to do, you ain't got no job, <laughs> you better get yourself down to Chino, California. We're telling you. Go ahead and check out WCPW.com. Eventbrite, that's event, B-R-I-T-E, dot com. And yes, you'll sir. go ahead and have a chance to check out what the seats are looking like. We got front row for what's yeah, that? Yeah, the $25, man. And, and and it's not just the $25 plus the seat advantage to get that great view, but you're also getting an exclusive event tee. And, you know, look, if you don't want to spend the extra $5, that's cool. That's cool. You know, that's fine. If you because, like to be low-key, just chill in yeah. the back, maybe. You know? the, the, the GA is $20. Look, we're not here to rob nobody. We're no. here to show y'all a good time and not a long time. I know I... This is It Was Written, baby. I just had to tell him. WCPW presents It Was Written. I mean, what else we got to tell you, man? Yeah, man. You guys seen that we got the talent lined up. We're going to yeah, be man. unveiling the matches pretty soon. But do yourself a favor. Go ahead and check that pre-sale. Or if you uh, check out that flyer line, go ahead and scan that QR code, and they'll hook you up quick, fast, man. We're in a circle. Pro wrestling coming soon. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yep, yep, we're back. Are you ready? Yeah. Why say it like that? Because you made it sound like it was stacked. Yeah, I mean, I made it sound like it's stacked. I mean, I, I, if I remember, you're the one who sent me a graphic saying you got your work cut out for you this week or something like that. Like, I don't envy you. Kayfabe. Kayfabe. I was like, fuck, I didn't even know this was going on. Uh, no, <laughs> was, no Iggy's. Uh, let me see. Orange Cassidy opens the night. Against Jay Lethal for the All Atlantic Championship, uh, I had this weird thing where it was like if Jeff Jarrett or Saddam Singh interfered in the match, then Sanjay Dutt will be the one to be fired. Oh, uh, not even thirty seconds in, we see Jarrett Singh and Dutt make their way down to the front row <laughs> through the crowd, <laughs> right before Danhausen appears as an, in an usher costume to check their tickets, <laughs> and he checks their seats and tell them, "No, no, no, you need to move, you need to move," and you know, because on the other side, you see who's making their way to those seats with beer and popcorn. It's the best friends because it's like, nope, those are our seats. Mm. Like I'm like, oh my god, this whole it's like barely like the match hasn't even started yet. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, it started, but like they're just just a lot of shenanigans already. The match barely two minutes into it. You know what I mean? The crowd was in the into the usher spot, so I guess I can say that was a high spot from an entertainment point of view. But for me, it's a high spot because uh, as we were formed, uh, who do we see on the screen playing part of? Uh, the part of one of the audience members being forced to leave their seat to make room for the heels. The gravity renegade, Lucas Riley, the man oh. who will take on the Mariposa, Don Kubrick, a week from today in our very first main event for the Winter Circle Pro Wrestling World Championship at It Was Written. Tickets available at eventbrite.com. Yes, sir. You just heard the ad. Just letting y'all know. Plug. Anyways, they also played footage from their last match against each other, uh, Jay and um, Orange Cassidy. Uh, back in August, where uh, Lethal won with the Lethal Injection, which he does does hit in the ring or in the match, but Cassie immediately rolls out the ring for some well placed drama. Uh, Cassie ultimately gets the win with the Orange Punch, which was another high spot because uh, it, he's the first champion saw, yeah. uh, in AEW history to rack up ten title defenses, the highest before being Moxley and Darby, who each had nine defenses before losing Is it their men's ten. though, because Jade, right? I mean, Jade's gone past. How many title defenses has she had at this point? I don't know. Can't, I mean, we can't even name all her opponents. That bitch show. 
Is it? <laughs> Where's she been at? Uh, mm-hmm. Huh. She she was on Dynamite last week, I think, right? Or she was oh, yeah, talking she with have like Layla a, Gray. Oh yeah, she has some. I think she had a tag match on Rampage too. Or yeah, something. There you go. Anyways, but um, yeah. Uh, but the biggest low for me, however, was all the ringside shenanigans that went to the finish. First, you had the ref leaving the ring to go and continuously warn Sanjay about getting involved in the ma- in the ma- uh, in the match with his back slightly turned enough where Jared was on the other side of him and. Like them talking, so he's able to slip the guitar to Lethal behind his back. Mm. But then Danhausen actually reappeared in his regular gear and took the guitar away and cursed Lethal. Then I don't know, man, how to explain the logic here. But the match is uh, over at this point. However, Saddam Singh enters the ring and double goozles the the best friends for like a double choke slam. Mm. But the ref is still telling him not to get involved, and we see Sanjay telling him not attack him because he'll get fired. I'm like, but the match is over. Like, this is all post-match. Yeah. Oh, wow. And That's then cool. same thing with Jared. Jared, while, like, they're trying to figure out, Jared just comes in, you know, uh, which, about the nail orange with the guitar, and then Sanjay grabs the guitar from him. Same thing. And I'm just like, dude, what? Again, despite the match already being over, it was just super weird. Hmm. Yeah. And then the, the, the commentary was just selling it. I'm like, dude, this that, that doesn't. That's a low. Yeah, exactly. Mm. 100%. And uh, I'm I, I'm just angry. I had to write so much about that fucking match. <laughs> uh, next, we had Top Flight versus the Young Bucks. Sorry about that. Uh, Bucks walk out with the Briscoe armbands as Matt is seen wearing a gold cross as he pops it out during his entrance and kisses it. Uh, Nick says a prayer and points up to the sky, obviously both in honor of uh, Jay Briscoe, mm-hmm. both uh, very uh, religious guys. Mm-hmm. Um, high spots include Nick Jackson. Oh, actually, I want to say a high spot from last week I forgot to mention, which I can't believe. I, I didn't write it down because I'm like, I'm going to just remember to say this. Because they wore them again this week when they went into the uh, the forum for Game Seven and the Escalera de la Muerte match, they were wearing the Shaq Moses shoes. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's pretty. So hard. yeah, and I mean the whole outfit was busy because you had stripes and, and yeah, yeah, and of course the rings on this. I mean when you see the shoes, you're like those. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I know those. That's it was crazy. Like yeah, okay. Because when I saw them, I thought there, I was like, Reba, wait, those are real? Are those Shaqs? And I was like, that's I looked crazy. it up. I was like, motherfucker, these guys. Um, it was right next to the Shaq attacks. These guys, the sneaks. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, high spots include Nick Jackson and Dante Martin, who uh, has a new forearm tattoo. Uh, going tit for tat uh, with the aerial game is as per usual, but also uh, we get a little slick nick of old action here. <clears throat> Definitely remember seeing this during their uh, ROH run, which could have been by design, but Nick hits the springboard foot stomp on Darius, who's laying across Matt's knee in like a backbreaker position, mm-hmm. then seamlessly uh, front rolls towards Dante, who's crouched in the corner, hits the back uh, the backstabber before picture-in-picture. Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buck's working a little bit heel, by the way, as uh, Nick pie-faces Dante early as uh, Dante answers back with showing some, some fire here. As uh, Matt also hits a throat thrust, uh, which is always a favorite for me because you don't ever see people really doing that shit no more. Um, another high spot was when Dante literally uh, was hidden standing, no hand front flip over Matt Jackson, like standing, uh, landing on his feet mm. and jumping the tag in Darius. However, Nick was there just in time to pull Darius off the apron. Oh, Impressive man. athleticism anchored by the strong classic heel move, obviously. Uh, Bucks reached back in time, hit risky business. Uh, but we get some back and forth high spots literally as both teams hit blind tags and then. Dante tries to jackknife uh, pin Nick, who's not legal, but Nick bridges out of it. You know, the, the bridge usually turns into the backslide, right? Yeah. He goes to backslide, but then Matt comes in, and he tells him to turn around. He turns around. He, instead of backslides him, flips him over him where he lands perfectly, and he catches him in a tombstone. Oh, shit. And, yeah, dude, it was in, it was insane. And they were about to hit the ta- uh, the Indy Taker or the, the Meltzer driver, and uh, but he, uh, Nick ended up getting pulled off the, the apron, and then... 
following that immediately, Darius goes to pick up uh, Matt for a powerbomb, and he holds him in place while Dante hits the nosedive, like double jump, springboard moonsault with the powerbomb. Clean, Jeez. dude. It was insane. Near fall. No, like, I was like, what the hell? What the Oh, yeah, okay. man. I gotta, I gotta watch that. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was, it was incredible. Uh, Bucks play tribute to Jay Briscoe again. Hit the Doomsday device. Finish comes when the Bucks try for the BTE trigger. Well, they, they've hit that a couple times, but yeah. Well, yeah, they were, but they were like mm-hmm. pointing up and gotcha. doing all that. Okay. Yeah, uh, pointing at their their armbands and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. finish comes when the Bucks try for the BTE trigger on Darius, who moves, and the, the Bucks collide their knees together to buy him enough time to roll Matt up in an upset victory. Oh wow! Uh, my only low blow for this match is the fact that AW books every top flight match the same in terms of psychology. Dante does most of the heavy lifting and the work, uh, while the glimpses of Darius we get aren't overly impressive. Yeah, as I feel like his they're timing ho- is still hot. Off. Tags, but they're yeah. not like really, they're not that like, hot. It's, his timing is a little off, and, yeah. but overall, good match. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, next, we get this acclaimed segment. It was supposed to be a, a scheduled promo, but then uh, it was uh, a low blow for a few reasons. The guns came out before the claim to even had a chance to even cut a promo, uh, but then they cut a promo about how they made the acclaim popular and have said that they helped them win the championships, but they technically did. Uh, they claim interrupt, but Austin Gunn tells the sound guys to cut off Max's microphone. That's why it's low before he can rap. Mm. It's not about you, Fresno. No one wants to hear any rhymes. I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know. He's, he's, he's a pompous. Uh, he's so I, I loud, mean, too. Yeah, you no, know, 100%. I mean, you know, like, rob the good people of a Max Caster freestyle, definitely mm. all-time low below, too. Yeah, yeah, it, you yeah know? for sure. Uh, Max tells sound guys to cut their mics off, and he drops his freestyle anyway. However, the last two bars were completely bleeped out, so I have no idea what was what, what was up. Um, mm-hmm. They claim and uh, end up hitting the ring to confront the guns as both teams start the brawl. Then Billy Gunn pulls Austin off of Anthony Bowens, then proceeds to pull Caster off of Colton Gunn. As both teams look confused, Billy cuts some promo about being tired of all the turmoil. Uh, my word's not his. Um, and tells, because you can hear him loud off mic. Uh, <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up <laughs> to, to Austin. And then he, Austin rolls out, I don't need this shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I don't need a microphone. Hello. Uh, yeah, uh, and then so he, he tells him he's done, you know, he's just tired of all this shit. Uh, tells the acclaim that they're tag team champions and they should start acting like it, which got a weird reaction, obviously, from Max and Bowens. Uh, the guns mm-hmm. end up, uh, oh, oh, I'm bad. Billy Gunn ends up the promo saying that uh, all of them are going to sit down and hash this out next week. Says that he has two words for everyone family therapy. Yeah. Next, uh, this, this is going to be a high Hangman Page interview. Uh, definitely a high spot because Renee Paquette was interviewing him about the match with Moxley, so there's always that interesting thing. They didn't really break too much kayfabe, but when they did, it was – you'll see what I mean. Uh, you know, basically asked him what the win meant for him. He says uh, when Mox knocked him out cold and, you know, he couldn't finish their match, he felt that Mox took something important from him, and that was his word when he told him that he would beat him for the AW Championship. He says though the title wasn't on the line at this match – Beating Mox last week, uh, beating Mox last week meant to him that he was able to take that word back. Uh, also discussed understanding the dynamics behind wrestling and things can always happen, but said he was not. He just wasn't a fan of Mox making light of him being knocked out, and says that he told him to his face he would knock him out. But also showed concern for Mox as he asked Renee how he was doing. Uh, Renee then asked, uh, you know, what was next for Hangman? As he alluded to uh, doing some much needed mending offenses and needing to have some hard conversation so hmm. very interesting and uh, also before he left he was gonna tell renee to tell mock something for him but then he just like changed his mind and said never mind it's stupid and then just walked off so hmm. uh but it was good to see him without the dork, dark I, I dark like, order i like so. that character development yeah yeah uh next we had a, a high and low uh it's jake hager and ricky starks match starts off hot with uh, jericho on commentary jake wrestling with the hat on until it falls off and he puts it back on hits the ricky pose <laughs> 
Which was both awkward and entertaining as he says the line. I love this hat. I I would never dare to do it. It'd rob you from that. (laughs) Uh, The hat falls off again. And uh, uh, this time Ricky puts it on trash for the old school. You know, he walks the ropes before Hager actually catches him in the air with a power slam. And Mm -hmm. yells, don't touch my hat. Uh, before going into picture in picture, this gonna, is where they're going to make a figure with him wearing that hat. Oh, they have because they've dude. already merchandised that hat. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, they that's have awesome! Purple bucket hats right now that simply say in the simple font, "I love this hat" on it. Like, I mean, what else do you in white do? font? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, that's pretty good. Mm. I mean, they had to do it sooner or later. Yeah. They're doing what WWE. He, he, wouldn't hey, he's do, moving. Right? He's moving. The the the, yeah, he's moving the best merch of his life. This is awesome, dude. Oh man, uh, that's, that's awesome. Since the handprint tea, bro. I was, oh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're not that ain't no lie. Yeah, no man. Man, he needs to make one. Of, uh, he needs to make an updated Sheesh, shirt version yeah. of that shirt. But uh, yeah, the, the reason why this became a, a, a low is because it went to picture in picture, literally because they hyped this match and obviously been putting a lot of investment into Ricky uh, as of late mm-hmm. with the JAS and Jericho and the you know all the stuff that they do as far as TV time and and uh, kind of what it what it means on a totem pole if you're like in their crosshairs. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, not totally good. So too. that's why it was just like you know. I understand why they had to go to picture in picture for the majority of this match. Same with the main event, but more on that later. It's just a consistent issue that AEW suffers from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. understand you have uh, sponsors and you, you know you got to run all the commercials, but for God's sake, put something else in that spot. Then if you know yet that you have an extended commercial break, like. Uh, but the high spot was starts uh, systematically taking out all the distractions at ringside, including Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Also hitting an impressive diving cross body springboard, I should say, on Hager from the apron before hitting the big spear on Hager for the win with Hager kicking out at four, uh, you know, one, two, three, and then he kicked out right out oh, there, okay, gotcha. uh, to help keep him strong. So, uh, But, yeah, yeah. Pretty, you know, good look. But, like I said, it just made no sense after all the stuff. I mean, especially having Jericho on commentary. Yeah, no, They're going to go to picture in picture so we don't even yeah, hear Yeah, they did that to like, – uh, I forgot what match, but Ricky had a match uh, the other day. I think it was against Jericho that was happening. And I'm like, I why believe. would you do – you know, but, yeah. Like, why would you go picture in picture when it's a Jericho match? Like, I mean, you know, I'm not sitting up here, like, freaking – dig riding i'm just saying like he you know that he's probably one of the better what i don't know yeah no i get you i, like, I don't like, why why, to why, you, why, but... why waste his why waste his uh exactly. expertise you know uh during a commercial break for sure you know you know what doesn't get daddy magic nipple hard <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. uh next we had uh brian danielson versus bandito man oh, okay uh both men with a briscoe armband uh, to pay homage as well uh, this match started off really good with a little bit tit for tat mad game that ends with Bandito pointing a finger gun at Danielson with the dragon kicking the the gun away okay. to add some competitive drama to the match already. But the crowd really into Bandito as they're in Fresno and and booing. I, I mean I don't know what that means, but they they were really into Bandito and they were booing Danielson mm. certain points in the match. And Danielson would, would respond in kind with his own version of the finger gun toward Bandito. You know, oh, like, okay. And then who who and then it was funny because he's like he he's, he's like oh okay. Then he he, he goes and then he takes another one and everyone's like oh and he's like and he shoots two of them and it's like a double barrel and then Danielson's like oh okay all right you got me you got Mm -hmm. me so it was like this kind of fun entertaining back but then yeah he was really like milking the 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 heel version of of himself going into this you know you know yeah yeah he's just going with the crowd you know what i mean yeah he's good with with but um yeah go and watch this effing match man that's all i can say there were some transitions i can't even identify man like there was a move that bandito did where he picked up danielson and like you know claudio's like alpamera Type, you know, it's like yeah. a where he kind of inverts him and he has him on, on like on his shoulders, but then he like 
cutthroats him, right? Where he takes his arm around his throat and then he does like a what, what looks like an inverted wasteland. Oh yeah, yeah, I have. And seen, then yeah. he fucking GTSs him, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I, it, I didn't know. It, I've never seen some yeah, shit like it this. Really, it doesn't look very safe. <laughs> I mean, of course. And then he hit the. I forgot what the uh, the name of the the suplex. It's like the something twenty. The twenty. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot what it's called. But too, yeah, yeah. That, that shit was dope as well. But um. Yeah, dude. Uh, Danielson gets the win via a psycho knee. Post-match, though, this was a low because MJF was on screen uh, having a promo that uh, production doesn't immediately pan to and keeps the hard cam on Danielson just staring off screen as we just hear audio for, like, close to 10 seconds. Uh, but then, you know, the high is that Max finally, you know, we get to see the promo that he cuts. Uh, he's talking about everyone seeing him as the masked uh, version of MJF and that a dragon is no match for the monster behind the mask. So... Um, he okay. go watch it though. I, I can't pay tribute to it. I, I just cut it shorthand because there was more on this after the commercial break that they went to right after that. Because as I told you, I brought it up earlier. Brian Cage is then announced as Danielson's next opponent, and uh, in the middle of cutting a promo in the back with uh, Prince Nana, he is interrupted by MJF who comes walking in, hmm. and he says, uh, "You're a machine, right? Good, because uh, I need a machine." And he takes out an envelope full of cash and tells Cage and and, and Nana. All due respect, this is more money than either of you have ever seen in person and offers it to Cage and tells him that he doesn't care if he wins, he doesn't care if he loses, he just wants him to break Danielson's arm. Do you think mm. he could do that? Mm. Cage chuckles and he says, yeah, I think I can manage that, to which MGF responds by slapping the shit out of him. <laughs> and Cage hulks up and yokes this dude by the neck. He's like, are you fucking crazy? Like, you're like, yeah. like, you're like, dude, like, and then it looked, it, it was a good look for Brian. It okay. was. Okay. Nana, and then because he manages to like, do you want the money or not? Do you want the money or not? And Nana's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Put him down, put him down. Yeah, because Nana want the, he want the, the greenbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he want, or the bluebacks, depending on. That. Smack. Oh, yeah, man. you know what I mean? And then he just said that, that, that hate you're feeling, you know, take that and use that for next week. Mm. And then just walks off. I'm like, yo, that was, that was great. It was good. So. High spot uh, for Cage, but, you know, I, I feel bad because, like I said, I'm like, hopefully he can wrestle safe. Yeah. <laughs> not that he's not. I don't know, man. But uh, next is – this is going to be yeah. a high for me, man. Tony Storm was versus Willow Nightingale. This is the last two matches right here, but there it's two segments in one. Great match that turned into a complete swerve, and it was a great, great high spot. This is why. Prior to this match – there was a segment that was a pre-tape with Soraya, uh, Soraya Tony Storm, and Sheeta. And mm. I think I told you last week they had yeah. the tag match. The sliding and form, of the this, cane. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You see this promo and Soraya's lighting, laying into freaking Sheeta. Like, what kind of an idiotic move was that to slide a freaking cane in there? Like, who are you? And Tony's like calming her down and saying, hold on, she's, it's not Sheeta's fault. It wasn't a fact. Like, you know, I, you know, she was trying to help. Uh, you know, it's not her fault that I didn't get to the the cane in time. You know, it's just it's not. You know, these homegrown girls around here don't know the things that we know. Ooh, okay. And but she was including Sheeta in that. And the only bad part about that is the fact that Sheeta was doing some bad acting, like. Yeah, like, but yeah, as if they can't, as if they can't hear her scoffing, yeah. right? And she's yeah. just like, I'm like, are you a mute? Say something. Nah, you I remember I, mean? I saw when she got chosen over her. 
and I didn't realize it was the way that it was. Or she was like, yeah. one of these girls are the best wrestler, and I'm like, oh, oh that's cringe. Like, like, that's and, like then, and then the face she oh. made, it's like, but it's almost like as if no one could see her, like, like as if the camera's not there, you know? And I was like, well, that, Bro. that wasn't great. So I could imagine it was almost like, hey, I asked for the sound so I could yell at Sheeta right now. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was like, I'm like, what's this about? I'm like, this is crazy because I'm thinking last week, I'm like. You know, I, I said that it was interesting what they were doing, and people think that she was going to turn him. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, let me let me forward, fast forward to this. So, they're having a great match. Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale, right? Great, great match. Crowd loving it. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, she does, she comes strolling down the ring slowly. With st- you know, it's funny because I, I believe the, the name of the Crazy 88s or the Crazy 6 from, yeah, from uh, Kill Killville. Yeah, yeah. She came just dragging the <laughs> in oh, all red man. and just dragging the yeah, cane, like, just like, mm. I'm gonna do what I want. You mm-hmm. don't tell me what you do. You know what I mean? So she rolls through. You see her and Paige, or Paige, Soraya having words with her before they go into picture in picture. They come back from picture in picture. They're still having a great match. At some point, the match is pivotal because, uh, uh, Willow, she you know she puts straps down. She, I forgot what the move she hit, but then she also hits the uh, the cannonball. Mm. All of a sudden, Soraya hops on the apron and is distracting the ref. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, hmm. he- hella undercare. I'm like, what is going on? And then um, uh, Tony Storm rolls her up with the tights and pins one, two, three. And then after after the bell, she's like, like she's trying to tell the ref, like, yo, she just grabbed my tight. I'm like, yo, what the fuck's going on? Yo, Soraya came in, clobs freaking Willow from behind, and they oh. stomping her out, her and Tony. And she just just like, what the fuck? And then so she gets on the apron like she's about to get in, and then Ruby, she comes out and then chases him out. And But I was just like, what the fuck? Like, so they went a totally different way with it, bro. That's just weird yeah. because they – it's like so you guys lose to the mean girls on campus and then you become your own mean girls like like the the it's just it's it's, it's a, a okay. weird it's a I weird mean, it angle. sounds cool them together you know what i mean but like, I, don't, I don't we'll see that's interesting for sure yeah but yeah it was different because i was like whoa mm-hmm. like i did not see this coming so that's why i dug it because i wasn't thinking that i'm like no they ain't gonna make Soraya. I mean, she can play heel, but they ain't gonna do her play, yeah. make her play heel right away. I think it ben- it would benefit Sheeta, but then they went a different way. I was like, so, and then it ended up Sheeta just ended up like the the one in the middle because with Ruby being able to run off, uh, I guess the new heels. Yeah, it was Ruby and Willow's, you know, in the ring, and then it was uh, the, the new heels like outside the ring, and Sheeta just still on the apron, just like. Ugh. I don't know where I land. But I'm a homegrown, but I, I made my name elsewhere. Yeah, like, yeah, You know, yeah. so it was, yeah, I don't know, but it was uh, definitely interesting. So, okay. um, and interesting in a way that, you know, Nightingale coming from that, that vicious street fight she just hit yeah, uh, yeah. last Friday. And then, um, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with Brit or Jamie yeah, 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 so no, which is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, sure. exactly. So then we move on to the last uh, high spot of the night. Darby Allen defending the TNT Championship against Kushida. Um, this was another mad wrestling tit for tat that started up until Kushida turned it up with the handspring dropkick. You know he loves that. Oh, yeah. uh, Darby hits back with uh, the code red and goes dropkick for- or the or the elbow. The handspring drop. Well, you know it's like uh, it's the oh, hit, oh, oh, the, oh, the yeah, hip toss. Hip yeah, toss yeah, 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 gotcha. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Darby hits the uh, code red, goes for the a diving front senton mm. on the outside, which we usually see Kushida go for. Well, Darby does it as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it's, yeah. I thought it was kind of you know oh, kind of yeah, funny yeah, yeah. with that, right? Because he's out there with with uh, it's D- DKC and Kevin Knight 
who who wow, um, okay. yeah they both have these L A dojo uh, like sweatsuits on. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and it just says K Knight. I'm like, oh, he doesn't get a first name. Oh. I was like, oh, uh, but yeah. So, but they're out there like talking game with him, and then when he sees him going for the senton. Kashida, you know, he moves and then they take the the Santon on. Oh, okay. But then immediately after, this is why it's another high spot because I love this. Kashida pounces on this full Darby and grabs his arm and does that running arm jumping arm breaker oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. No Mercy. I was yeah. like, on I the forgot. outside though, Ooh. I was like, yo, I, I forgot he started doing that. <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, it made sense though because you know I think New Japan did, what they, they were supposed to be in, in Fresno, right? For uh, that event, for like I think Battle in the yeah, Bay or something yeah. like that. Uh, I don't know if that was. I don't know if it already happened, but yeah. I know there was there was because everyone thought that uh, Mercedes. I'm, I'm getting used to saying Mercedes and not Sasha was supposed to be there or something, but I guess she's not supposed to be there. I don't know. Mm. Uh, anyways, immediately after uh, that, let me see. Uh, oh yeah, we wanted uh, picture in picture, which again, this is that's why I, I said it earlier. Like this is another match that suffered from the picture in picture with the majority of this match. It's like, bro, like you guys, this is the main event. Why would you put? I get it. It's a prime spot. It's the last half hour, but I'm like, bro, put that during some other shit, bro. Like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It just, it just like for those that really wanted to watch this match without, you know, like, I mean, we we can expect commercial, but at least limited commercials. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude. Seriously, it's the premiere match, right? Yeah, I mean, because because they didn't let up during the the picture in picture. That, that, of course that was, not. That's not you know? the style. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there was too much stuff that was going on, but they, you know, they didn't really show until. I think the luster of the matchup kind of suffered too a bit because of that but darby uh retains uh with the last supper pin uh oh, rolled okay. him up super tight uh, obviously nice. to protect your boy so uh the end of the match where he was like he said like i'll put up a finger like one more time yeah, like, yeah i don't know yeah. if they're gonna run it back but like maybe down the line or something yeah. like that'd be kind of cool Definitely. you know so yeah that was uh that was dynamite uh like i said way more highs but there was a little bit of lows in certain yeah, things yeah um, I did like the MJF stuff because you know he, he yeah, did. Yeah, no, there's a lot it. of developments that I think really kind of brought it up a notch. Uh, I think that some of the developments helped other people that needed to be yeah, you know, helped out. Oh, the, oh yeah, oh, and 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 uh, the Hangman Page thing was cool too. Yeah, that was great. I like that. The, and announced matches is going to be Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Uh, it was supposed to be against the Sex Gods. But then, Dan, you know, they had this backstage segment where Daniel Garcia is like, well, you know what, Chris? I'm supposed to be taking on Ricky Starks this this Friday on, on Rampage. And let me tell you, if I beat him, you should let me take Sammy Guevara's spot and tag team with you. And, and Sammy's like, that's a great idea. And I'm like, this is such a weird – and he just kept doing this forced hugging because I think, uh, you know, he was he's supposed to be like his his – babysitter kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah and he's just like you know this doing this whole comedy bit between the two i'm just like man this is not needed sammy and danny so yeah but then all of a sudden he's like yeah if it's not the sex guys it'll be garcia co i'm like oh god <laughs> garcia co, come it's on. like it, it's like that go scene from, from rick and morty <sighs> why because why exert the effort because effort <laughs> i'll stop doing effort when i die <laughs> yeah seriously man. it's like jesus man but yeah that was uh that was dynamite, man. All right, and then uh, of course you got you know March fifth, revolution is supposed to be popping up. So definitely looking forward to see how they form um, <clears> the <throat> other matches on that card. But so far the Iron Man match is the leader. We'll yeah. see what's going on with that, man. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, I got you, man. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, definitely gonna check out that uh, that main, and uh, we'll see what's up because uh, I know, yeah, I mean, we got obviously our show next week. Uh, we yes, got we the do. Rumble next week. Yes, we, we do. Also got, I believe. Um, Vengeance, Vengeance Day will be coming up soon as well. I think in a, uh, a, a month or, or not a month, but a couple of weeks as well. So it'll be interesting to see what we got going for the episode. But yeah, that was this week's episode, you guys. You know yeah. what it is. And uh, 
Make sure you uh, do what you do, and that's uh, follow us doing what we do mm-hmm. on social media. That's at the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram. That's at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and backslash at the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook as well as TikTok. Man, don't forget to check us out uh, everywhere you go to get your podcast. That's Castbox. That is uh, Amazon. That is SoundCloud. That is uh, I mean the great people at, at, at True100Radio.com, and mm-hmm. most importantly, the Quincy Jones Show. The album, hip hop and wrestling mashed up. Man, check me out, Quincy Jones. Go, yes, man. It's on. Uh, uh, what's it on? It's on Spotify. That's where it's, it's at. It's on all the major uh, platforms, man. Spotify, yeah. Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music. Go ahead, check it out, man. Quincy yeah. Jones Go, the Quincy featuring, Jones Show. Featuring this guy on the album, obviously. Um, yeah. Tag the greatest tag team partner there is. You check out Doc. This is awesome. The yes, album sir. as well, man. Same and, thing. Um, same platforms. You know what it yeah. is. Mega Ran on that thing. World's greatest tag team partner over here. Quincy Jones Go. I Ellis the artist. Yeah, man. Check it out or check out audio, visual, whatever you feel like. You yeah, already please know. Please check that out. <laughs> do yourself a favor. Do that and hit that space yeah. bar or that space bar. That search bar. You already know how to search for me, uh, uh, me and Mar or me and ours. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's what I should say. We and ours. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, on that note, follow you boy at Doc Lesnar at Doc underscore KGS Pod. All things have to do with this podcast hashtag wrestling wednesdays get in uh that community and get familiar guys uh at lesnar's underscore lots for all things having to do with my, my uh, mercari store i got a lot of new things coming up soon so stay tuned on that and of course follow the fed man yeah at man winter circle pro that's at winter circle pro on instagram i believe it's winter circle pro or winter circle pw on twitter yeah it'd be at winter circle pro or i'm sorry at winter circle pw like you said on uh on twitter at winter circle pro on instagram you can find us at winter circle pro wrestling on facebook as well mm-hmm. um and we were also a winter circle pro on tiktok man we're you, uh, you know obviously gonna be posting some clips uh pretty soon of some you know definitely and you if know, uh you're wrestling man we you know we're doing that thing but definitely. yeah make sure you grab tickets man again it was written going down a yeah week from today definitely if you're not you know for booking inquiries if you're a sponsored media vendor whatever get with us winter circle pro wrestling at gmail.com but like you said man we're a week out and uh can't wait man it's, it's going to be a hell of a week, my nah, friend. Nah, man, a lot of planning went into this. And again, like yeah. I said, you know, front row, $25, gets you a free, free Exclusive. event. Exclusive free. Exclusively free. You mm-hmm. don't have to pay, and it's exclusive, meaning it's a one-of-one. One. Well, I guess it's a one-of-front uh, row. How many front row we going to get? Yeah. Whoever's going to get a front row ticket, to show our appreciation Never for to supporting us. be sold us. at a merch yes. table. Yes. One, will not be resold. It's a one-of-one one design for you guys specifically, for the for the first row ticket holders, um, again that's free twenty five dollars first Boom. row GA twenty dollars and uh, we will have other shirts on sale but that shirt will not be on sale yeah. so and we um, gotta check out our vendors as well retro yeah. collector uh, collectibles toys uh, and hobbies I believe uh, we have El Notorious Pin and of course Funko's Cholos. Uh, yeah, man, just check out the social media. You guys see what we got for you, man. We're going to have DJ, food, live yeah. DJ. Yeah, um, I believe bell time's at uh, 8 p.m. Doors are at 7. Come we can have a bar out. for those that can drink. Yes, and, uh, sir. Let's just have a great night, man. And yeah. We're bringing wrestling back to Chino, and we're hoping to do it again. So definitely fall through, rock with your boys, and yes. uh, we're in Circle Pro Wrestling. It was written, man. And yeah. on that note, I think we only got three, three words. words for you. Top guys, out. out.